Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we try to figure out if our opponent has put the poison in our glass or in his glass in the game In Vino Morte. simple. All I have to do is divine from what I know of you. Are you the sort of man who would put the poison into his own goblet or his enemies? Now, a clever man would put the poison into his own goblet because he would know that only a great fool would reach for what he was given. I'm not a great fool, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. But you must have known I was not a great fool. You would have counted on it, so I can clearly not choose the wine in front of me. That memorable scene from the 1987 classic movie The Princess Bride is the inspiration for the card game Invino Morte. I heard about the simple card game on a podcast, and I immediately ordered a copy for the game nights we host at our church. I brought it out at one of our Bring a Kid game nights, and it was a huge hit. It did, however, lead to a table full of kids chanting, Drink it, drink it, drink it, which maybe wasn't the best vibe for a church game night. Invino Morte is a 2016 game designed by Chris Anderson, with art by Ben Taz, and published by Buttonshy Games. Buttonshy specializes in what they call wallet games. These are typically 18-card games that come in a little plastic wallet. Their small size means you can take them pretty much anywhere, and I'm often surprised by how much game they fit into less than 20 cards. Listeners might remember that I recommended a Buttonshy wallet game about city building called Sprawlopolis back in episode 15. Invino Morte consists of just 16 cards, half of which show a bottle of wine, and the other half show a bottle of poison. That's it. That's the whole game. Between three and nine players sit down at the table, with one acting as the first dealer. The dealer hands out cards to each player, face down, choosing to give each player either poison or wine. The player to the dealer's left then decides if they want to drink or swap. If they drink, they flip the card over. If it's poison, they're out of the game. If it's wine, then they'll move on to the next round. If the player chooses to swap, they swap their face-down card with any other face-down card on the table. Play continues around the table with each player drinking or swapping until it gets back to the dealer. The dealer doesn't get any choice. At this point, everyone with a face-down card, including the dealer, flips them over, hoping not to see poison. Anyone who ended up with wine moves on to the next round with someone else serving as dealer. This continues until there are just two players left, and the showdown at this point looks just like that scene in The Princess Bride. Unlike the dread pirate Roberts, when you deal in the final round, you can't pick poison for both players. Sorry for some 36-year-old movie spoilers right there. You deal out one wine and one poison, and your opponent has to decide if the poison is in front of them or in front of you. Before I share why I like Invino Morte so much, let's hear from our Viticulture correspondents about this game. You remember this game? Yes. Yeah, what do we call this game? Uh, grape juice and poison, but it's actually wine and poison. <laughs> yes, it's actually called Invino Morte. And you know, I call it wine and poison. Your kids, and like that bottle, could yeah. totally be great juice. Yeah. yeah, it could also be ice. I like when like you're the dealer and then when you pass it out you don't really know if you're poison or not. And so like yeah. when you flip it over, you're the grape juice or poison. And I like kind of acting dramatic when you're poison. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, what do you like about this game? It's a nice card game that you can bring anywhere. Yeah. 
I like that you can't give everyone uh, poison. Right, because then the game would be over. Yeah. That would yeah, be ridiculous. You can give like everyone grape juice except one person poison. Yes. You can give everyone poison. So which do you like to do? Do you like to do it balanced or do you like to have like mostly I'm poison or mostly? I'm not telling you much strategy. I, like, <laughs> I kind of like even even. Yeah. And this game you can play with a lot of people too. Yeah, but sometimes if I mean I'll give all poison except myself. <laughs> but then you don't know if you're going to get it or not. Someone right? might swap with you. Unless yeah. I like put it in my bucket. So have either of you ever won this game? Yes. 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 At camp, I was a monster. Yeah. What are some things that we like to say when we're playing this game? Um, I, like, I like to say, booyah! <laughs> I like to say, here you go, here you go, here you go. Yep. I usually drink. Do we ever? Swap. Yes, usually, yeah. I usually drink. I just yeah. go for it. You just go for it. Yeah, because yeah. not that many people can do And now you can you know, know that I'm going to swap with you every so time now that you know that. You're gonna always swap with me? Yes, because now that you know my one of my strategies. <laughs> Do we ever chant anything? Um, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. <laughs> yes. Oh, when you're giving out the cards, I'm, what are you thinking? I I pick who's been rudest to me lately and oh, then give them then the give poison. them the poison and like yeah. who I've been in a fight with lately. You're <laughs> <laughs> mean to me. I'm gonna give you poison. <laughs> Yes, instead of calling it in vino morte, we call the game Grape Juice and Poison because A, kids shouldn't be drinking wine, B, kids don't know Latin, and C, churches of Christ, like the one I attend, have always substituted grape juice for wine during communion, so it seems appropriate. I love in vino morte, or Grape Juice and Poison, because it's dead simple. It always leads to lively, if somewhat nonsensical, play. I can teach it in about 30 seconds, it plays in like 5 minutes, and it handles a bunch of players. I slipped the game into my luggage when I was a camp counselor this summer at my church's 345 camp for rising 3rd, 4th, and 5th graders. As rising 4th graders, the girls were there, and I could count on a few plays of Invino Morte with them and their friends during free time each day. Invino Morte wasn't the only game we played at 345 camp, however. Button Shy has another wallet game that's been a hit with the kids lately. Like in Vino Morte, it's a game that's more social than strategic. It has a ridiculously simple deck of cards, and it's also based on a classic story. It's called The Boy Who Cried Wolf, and it's a 2018 game designed by Jonathan H. Liu with art by Marty Cobb. It's an 18-card game with 14 sheep cards and 4 wolf cards. Players take turns drawing a card and saying sheep or wolf after they look at the card. They can only say sheep if the card is indeed a sheep, and at that point, they reveal the card and play passes to the left. But if they say wolf, the other players have to decide if the player is being honest and the card really is a wolf, or if they're bluffing and the card is really a sheep. On the count of three, everyone gives a thumbs up or thumbs down to indicate their answer. Then the player reveals the card. If the card really was a wolf, then everyone who believed the player helps fight off the wolf and get some points. If the card really was a sheep, then the player earns points for every other player they fooled. Play continues until there have been five legit wolf attacks, then the player with the most points wins. Honestly, I often forget how the scoring goes, but the designer has rigged it to motivate the right behaviors. You can win by being a good liar, or by being a good lie detector. It turns out our viticulture correspondents are also experts in shepherding, and they have a few thoughts about the boy who cried wolf. Okay, so this is called The Boy Who Cried Wolf. 
Yes. And what do you like about this game? I like that you can earn points and Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that like I like that you can also trick. I people. like the cute animated characters on how like <laughs> um the wolf looks scary and the sheep. Looks I love like how you can petrified. like trick people. You can just be like <laughs> And like when you have um a sheep, you yeah. can say wolf and they can vote for you and you can get a point. Yeah. But if they don't really vote for you, you lose a point. I so do you like fooling your friends and family members? Um, kinda, if like... Tricking them into believing you when you're actually lying straight to their face? I know, but I'm if I did that to my, my parents, parents I'd probably go to bed I kinda want to. What was that? If I did that to my parents, I'd probably go to bed That's um, true. That's one, true. One of my strategies, I'm truthful the entire time. Yes. And then I lie once. So That's my strategy! Everyone kinda <laughs> like, trusts me, and they're just like, yes. I trust you. That's what I do! And yes. then, I'm like... Ha ha! I tricked you. I have a wolf. I have a wolf. <laughs> I have a wolf. Again. In your face. This is not a kind way to treat your friends and family. Yeah, but if like, I'm sad they accidentally, to all my friends. But if they accidentally <laughs> died, I'm like, oh, so sad for you. I'm like, so I'm sorry. not even sorry. What is your brother's? What does he always do in this game? Oh, oh, he, he cannot stop laughing. Yeah, <laughs> That's he true. always does his little <laughs> and he's always like. <laughs> and no matter what card he draws, what does he say? Wolf. <laughs> Every single time. Listeners may remember another bluffing game we've recommended here on the podcast. Back in episode 13, we reviewed the Sheriff of Nottingham. Honestly, I like the boy who cried wolf better than Sheriff. It has all the bluffing and the calling of bluffs, but in like a tenth of the playing time. There's not quite so much role-playing at our house with The Boy Who Cried Wolf, but if we're going to play a game about lying, I'd prefer a shorter one. I am a terrible liar, as my wife likes to remind me. That is one of the reasons she likes me so much. As mentioned, both In Vino Morte and The Boy Who Cried Wolf are published by Button Shy Games. You can order In Vino Morte from their website for just 12 bucks, but The Boy Who Cried Wolf is out of print at the time of this recording. However, both games are available as print and plays on the website PNP Arcade. For just $3 a game, you get a high-quality PDF with the game's original artwork that you can print and cut and play at home. It's a great deal and super handy if you manage to lose your super portable wallet games. I'm sure mine are in a jacket pocket somewhere. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for links to the Button Shy and PNP Arcade websites where you can order these games. And if you found this or any episode of the podcast useful, please share it on social media or with a friend. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. We're doing a double feature tonight. Wolf. 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 Wolf